right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Sportsman. We got Mikey Bear down, Cuz to my left. We got Joey Coldcuts down below. And boys, we missed some time here, but I'm glad to see you boys back. Mikey V in the Ohio State. How you doing, buddy? Good. What we didn't we didn't, we didn't miss, miss any time. What time? Well, anything. yeah, but there's been a lot that's happened since the last time we spoke, and we did miss. Yes, I mean, we're coming out. At, well, oh, we're, day a day, we're a day, we're a day late, we're a day late. We're, but we're a day you know, late. when was the last time we actually and a dollar short? Wednesday? A day yeah, late, and a dollar short. <laughs> that is true. We might have we might to as well just, start... just change to Thursdays. I mean, honestly, <laughs> hey, listen, it, it's could. crazy because we're supposed to film on Tuesdays, and you would think it's a day that really nothing happens. There has been something going on on a Tuesday night. For like the last two months, we're traveling next week ticket on a Tuesday again. I know. I know. It's unbelievable. It's I mean, like if- the stars have aligned that Tuesdays turn out to be our busiest days. We thought it'd be the easiest day to record. So I think maybe we got to, you know, we haven't recorded a thing on Tuesday in ages. Maybe we got to push the day back to Thursday release. But we haven't missed yeah. an episode, which is the main thing that needs to be focused. That's we're correct. Still up and out the pods. That's and correct. we're still coming in hot and heavy. And by That's the way, correct. The last few episodes have been heaters. Yeah, gas. They've been good. gasoline. They've been good. Gasoline. You could say that the, that we're kind of picking up some steam here. As and Mikey V's send off on the last episode oh. was one of the more electrifying <laughs> sportsman podcast moments that I can remember. And and to be honest, like you know what, maybe people need to wait an extra day because the last couple <laughs> episodes have been gas. <laughs> like comment subscribe for the gas that we've been throwing recently especially for mikey v um gentlemen let's jump into things big news that broke i believe yesterday yesterday morning uh but possibly the day before espn pen deal basically forcing barstool out portnoy buys barstool back 100 percent of it and Penn's going to start running their own book with ESPN, ESPN's jumping in the game. So, uh, Joey D, let me get your thoughts on that first. What do you What do you think about both but Portnoy is... buying back par- Barstool and then ESPN going into the book business? Well, what I don't understand is, well, first of all, I don't understand now the Barstool sports book. Is that just going to be gone? Is that no longer going to be a yeah. thing? They're yeah, going to so. remove that. Yeah. So what happens? Now? Of, you so have money in that account. Is it just you're you have you're settled up and that's it? And or do they give you like a, a grace period before they remove that? Do you, do we know what how that works? I mean, that's so, bizarre to me. So there's no grace period. It's it's gone. That's part of the stipulation of the of this of the purchase by Portnoy. From my understanding, I read into it last night of the bullet points of like what exactly the deal entailed. And like people think that yeah, he didn't spend a lot of money at all to buy it back. But now if Barstool ever liquidates, right, and it yeah. ever does sell 50%, 50, half of whatever it sells for goes to Penn, right? Penn gets 50% of any liquidity out of Barstool if they end up uh, liquidating in the, in the long run. Barstool can't pump Barstool Sportsbook anymore. They don't have a sportsbook anymore. From what I understand, they, they can't have one. Um, and for Penn, I think... You know, I think it's a good deal for both. I think Portnoy wants to run that company. It's a pirate ship company, right? It's 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 his way. He wants to have total creative control. You could tell the changes that happened over. Oh, they had, let, they had to let go of people that they didn't want to let go of. They had to, uh, you know, censor things that I know they didn't want to censor. I'm sure uh, they had to. They lost a lot of opportunities with the book because of the regulations in the states and and people didn't the states didn't want to deal with them 
because of the conflict of interest from some of the things going on with the with the sports book. It was difficult for them to get in a lot of states because of the way they, you know, they handle business through some of their, you know, influencers and stuff like that. And not to say they're they're not doing anything illegal. I'm not saying that, but these these regulators in these states are like very, right. very, very conservative, ultra, ultra strict on the rules of tying sports books into like your conduct and making sure that there's no cheating or influencing of athletes. And, and that was yeah. the concern there. And uh, so I think the deal, people should really read into it a little bit more because it's not as simple and as plain as Portnoy just buying it back. And now, yes, it's a hundred percent his again, but there's a lot of caveats. And I think Penn makes out here. I think Penn, you know, wow. makes out with this deal because now they're in bed with ESPN ESPN tried to bring Barstool on for some things and immediately dumped them because of, you know, again, the Disney values didn't match up to their values, whatever. But you know what? People want values. People want to be able to watch stuff like Barstool. People want to be able to watch stuff like ESPN. There's, you know, there's a lid for every pot. So it makes sense. But I think Penn did well. I, I My, do. I don't think they got hosed or anything no. like that. My biggest takeaways are two things. The first thing is that, I think it's good that Portnoy is coming back because there have been significant downfalls in Barstool that to me is noticeable since he's kind of stepped away in the last year. I, I feel like it's become way more corporate. It's way less funny and unique like it used to be. And just, it just, it, the stock is falling. There's no way to, at least from a, a value in terms of content, it's, it's, it's disintegrated. So I think him coming back and like managing it again, will kind of amp it up. The other thing, too, is just how intertwined now sports and sports gambling have become. Yeah. Yeah. To the, like, you can't now turn on a TV and, like, someone like my dad, it drives him nuts because he's old school. He doesn't like to gamble. He hates anything like that, and I get that. They have the lines on the ticker now coming down, yeah. on the yeah. odds, the, 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 the over-unders and stuff like that. So, like, some people don't like it, but it's just become integrated within sports now. So, like, something like ESPN, I'm not surprised – that they're jumping in an opportunity like this. So they make out well. Penn makes out well. I think at the end of the day, like you said, Mikey, to me, it's going to be a, a, a plus for everybody because I think Barstool is going to get its, its edge back having Portnoy at the helm and really owning and and running it the way that he wants to. Um, that's, the, I, that's the whole key. I think the censorship thing, and I think that's why you've seen like – I see, I, I wouldn't go as far as say like that what they put out is deteriorated, but I will say, like you said in the beginning, Joe, it's noticeably different, the content that they've been putting out. And I think if you look at the comments on their, on their main page and you see most of those comments, like they get roasted a lot in the comments for some of the yeah. things that they post on the main page. But I do think that's because creative control and censorship kind of from Penn influenced a lot of that because they still have guys, obviously, like we know, we all know Jerry and uh, you know, he's a renegade and they still have Big Cat, and they still have Caleb doing the Sunday, uh, the Sunday conversations, and that content is is superb content. Like that's that stuff is. Well, those is, guys is, are going to Chicago though, no? Yeah, well, yeah, but even yeah. still, I'm just saying the content that they put out for the yeah. company is it's 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 stellar stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that that now it's going to get back to a little bit more gritty, a little bit more what we're used to seeing from barstool as opposed to like yeah. some of those posts on the main feed which were a little oh, just like a little just, weird just, a little, it is like, weird and off weird. color 
Yeah. Uh, as far as the, I, I agree with you guys. I think on as face value, I don't think anyone really loses. I think in the long term, my pre- prediction would be that, you know, for all the reasons that we're talking about with Barstool, how it's become a little stale. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but from what I've been perceiving with streaming services and all this, ESPN has become a little stale. A few weeks ago, we were oh, talking ESPN about stinks. how oh, no yeah. one watches sports anymore. No one's no. watching any of these shows anymore. So no. I'm not sure other than the Pat McAfee thing, which was obviously it makes so much more sense now. Um, yeah. Obviously, that was yeah. a big deal that they all had together. They promised him they're bringing Penn to the sports book and you're going to be a big part of that. But other than that, ESPN is also stale. I don't know how in a saturated market with DraftKings and FanDuel, how ESPN is going to pierce that market and make it a bigger splash than Barstool Sportsbook did. I, and I that's would. That's what they were showing. They were showing yeah. those percentages in the article that I read, like that that FanDuel controls forty one percent, DraftKings controls like thirty seven percent, and then the next one that was closest, like Barstool, only had like a or or Penn only had a seven percent share of that yeah. market or something very very minuscule. So yeah, it's tough to tread water in in the in the big leagues. You need a lot of a lot of startup cash, right? You need a lot of yeah. or you need some type of unique angle to compete with those two guys. With and then you know you still I didn't even see the percentages on like uh, a bet MGM or a Caesars sure. uh, sportsbook or any Win of those bet. like bet yeah, three sixty five. All of those yeah. other major ones that are backed by billion billion dollar companies and billionaires like i just like that's a tough place but but again espn disney has that kind of money though i mean and they, they have the money a but ton of people they have the money but i don't think they have the fan i think they're 10 years too late on this both on both obviously they're late getting into the sports book game but yeah. their brand has deteriorated in such a way for the last 10 years that they just aren't going to have the pull of they're going to be pushing scott van pelt and they're going to yeah. be pushing and I love uh, pat pelt. mcafee and the, those, like that's going to be their two big draws. Oh, I used like to, like, I used I like, to him. like him until yeah, yeah, they gave him yeah. a studio where his name is everywhere <laughs> in the studio. He's SVP a big guy for them. Yeah. It's He's just too much. But uh, but bringing it back to the Barstool side of things with the Portnoy thing, I, I'm a little excited about it, but it does feel a little bit like when an old coach or an old uh, quarterback who's retired and he says, all right, I'm going to come back and everyone gets fucking jazzed for it. <laughs> and it's a little disappointing. Uh, I hope it's not. I hope he restores it and, and gets great creators back in there and, and they start making great stuff again. But I'm, I'm also a little hesitant to feel like the old barstool's coming back because he's a little older and he's made, he's not, a, he's not a hungry dog anymore. Mm. And hungry dogs run fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Hey, Brett Favre had a pretty good stint in Minnesota. And with the Jets for yeah. like a year. Yeah, Until that's true. Shoulder dislocated or whatever. That's and, true. And uh, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Hey, it can't oh. happen. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. All right, boys. Uh, let's move on to something I'm sure Mikey V is interested in talking about, excited to talk about. He's a big, big 10 guy. College football, we've shaken it up. Uh-huh. Uh, Pac-10's basically, or Pac-12, rather, is basically gone. Stanford oh, and dead. Cal to ACC. Um, as a UCLA guy, I'm I'm awfully curious as to where my team's going. What's going to happen with them? Uh, the they seem to be, well, yeah, but they're floating around, and it's ridiculous. What, what are you guys just? <laughs> Ohio's, the... 
during know, the Big Ten. Now. I know, but we're going to be traveling. We're going to be traveling so much. Forget these yeah. kids' education. Well, that's, that's, By the that's time concerning. we get to uh, Columbus to play you guys, once we've already traveled to West Virginia, once we've already traveled to Happy Valley, we're going to be gassed. We're going to be so tired. So they're going to have to, obviously, the Big Ten. Well, here's the thing is that college football is being put in a vacuum right now. Between the NIL deals, uh, the expansion of the college football playoff, um, and now this, the conference realignment, like the SEC and the Big Ten are absorbing everything. It's the SEC and the Big Ten. The ACC is kind of still floating. The Big 12, you know, still has a couple names in it. But like the SEC and the Big Ten are kind of just like putting college football into a vacuum. When they do these schedules now and they do the conference realignment for the Big Ten, which they're going to do after this year, um, they're going to have to figure out the scheduling. It's going to be very important, Ticket, because to your point, you cannot expect Rutgers in New Jersey, in Piscataway, New Jersey, Rutgers, who's not a great program at all. You know, a program that's 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 mismatched. program last year. They but they never ever beat they never ever like beat the big teams ever they, not usually they might play them close in basketball up. they're but, good but what i'm saying is for football you cannot have a team like Rutgers play against Penn State on a saturday and then go and play USC in in oh, california yeah. uh the next time yeah. they're going to have to make those trips make sense when you play west coast versus east coast they're going to have to divvy it up however they're going to do it. Maybe you won't see. Maybe you won't see the West Coast teams play the East Coast teams that often. Maybe like once a year there'll be one or two games where an East Coast team plays a West Coast team on the schedule. Maybe at the very beginning and at the very end and that's it. Now, Ohio State has played USC recent, not not recently, but not too long ago in a home and away series. They've played Oregon very recently in a home and away series. Uh, so Ohio State is used to, and big schools, the blue chip programs, USC, Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan, Penn State, they're used to scheduling out of conference games like that. Those home and away series, they schedule those like eight, 10 years in advance. And sometimes that's why when you see your team play an out-of-conference powerhouse that used to be a powerhouse and they no longer are you're like what the fuck is going on here why are they playing this team when they're when they've been down bad like ohio state played miami about 12 years ago like that it was because when they originally scheduled it the other team was really really good right but a lot could happen in eight years ten years down the road where you play it so i don't know how they're going to work the schedule. But to me, that's the most important thing about how they realign the conference and how they're going to make the schedule work because these are not professional athletes, allegedly, right? Even though oh. now they're now they're getting paid, they're allegedly supposed to be going to class every day. They're supposed to be doing like how do you allegedly? Expect, yeah, like how do you expect them though really to be able to do that on a week to week basis if they're flying back and forth to California? Like that's not sustainable. So I think the scheduling is going to be the biggest, the biggest thing that they got to figure those out. Kids take online courses anyways, and I'm sure they might. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. I mean, and that's you know that's that's I got not listen. I'm I'm not one to say like that that's not the way it should be. These kids, these, if it weren't for some of these programs, these schools would have no money. They would have no money. I mean, they, they, these, these are billion dollar valuation programs, Texas, Ohio state, USC, Oklahoma, yeah. Alabama, 
These bring hundreds and hundreds of millions and are evaluated at near billion dollar programs for their respective universities. Yeah. Joey D, anything? I, I, I just want to watch college football again. I don't give a fuck who <laughs> plays who. <laughs> I, we, we need I mean, football back. Listen, the, it's going to be a great thing, though. I mean, like, it's disappointing this, for well, me. The biggest, go yeah, you go, Joe. Uh, the biggest thing for me is that it always fucks with basketball and these conference alignments because football's king, as it should be. But as we've said on this show and how much we hate NBA, but we love college basketball, the unfortunate byproduct of all these shaken up conferences that seem to happen every 10 years every eight years is basketball is always one of the victims of it because you know 10 15 years ago the big east was some of the most exciting basketball you could ever watch i would argue that it's some of the best sports you could ever watch was old big east like yukon and syracuse and and all those teams just going back and forth one of those teams always ended up winning the championship there for a while and it was it was just great and the Big 12 shakeup fucked a lot of that up. And the Big 10 shakeup fucked a lot of that up. And it continues to fuck up a lot of basketball programs. So, Mikey V, I guess I would ask you, this is something that's been going on in my head ever since then, is what, what would happen if these conferences just went away and these programs just scheduled their own game? Like, what? I'm sure there's a problem. And what, like, there's a uh, you'd be like Notre Dame, but it's tough to sustain right. something like that because, you know, Notre Dame is a different animal. Notre Dame... Um, because of what they did in, 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 you know, prior lives to before we were even born, the history of, of that program, um, they just, they've been independent now for however long and they have a, a exclusive deal with NBC television. Right. And, uh, that is what the bottom line is in college football is the television deals, the television sure. deals and the television money. And now you're going to bring these schools from the Pac-12. They're going to be playing in prime time spots, not West Coast. You know, some of course they're going to be playing some West Coast time zone uh, games, obviously. But you know, they're going to be on the Big Ten Network. They're going to be on ABC. They're going to be on ESPN. They're going to get the prime time games. You know, you're going to get Oregon against Michigan on like a random Saturday night, just because now you don't have to wait for out of conference scheduling that's going to happen once every you know lunar eclipse it happens like now it's going to be a regular thing each and every year so for them to just dissolve the conferences altogether, you got to remember how many other sports are reliant on football like they wouldn't have some of these other sports programs that bring no bodies into the seats like 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 and i'm not trying to insult anybody that does other collegiate sports i'm not i'm just telling it like it is like swimming like, you, you know, the, the swim program, the field hockey program, you know, other Track sports that draw, they, they draw no money to the university. They're all sustained by the basketball teams, by the football teams. So the conferences, I don't think would I mean, it's not like they can disallow it, obviously, because I'm sure the Pac-12 commissioner didn't want these schools to leave. It's ultimately up to the universities. But I think playing in a conference uh, especially, uh, you know, a prestigious conference is just they're go they're following the money. I think they're just following the money. You I don't know, think how it's many good though. I don't think it's good because it's it takes away like the Pac-12 was a good it was a great division in in football years ago with USC and 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 Oregon was were powerhouse. Yeah, and was, now it's was. like you know what? It's now still good. I mean, listen, it's just but now it's good. Utah, Washington. 
I mean, yeah, well, now Arizona, it's, it's done, done now. It's done. it's done. But if you had before, you had UCLA, USC, and then Stanford. Oregon, and then you Stanford, Utah, I mean, Utah, Washington. I mean, these are yeah, all good football good teams. teams. And I mean, listen, uh, here's the thing is I just, you guys watch them because you're on the West Coast, right? But the major markets on the East Coast, like really nobody knows too much about Pac-12 football. Oh, nobody. totally. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And I think, again, that's and the money programs, the programs that have the biggest valuations are all Southern or East yeah. Coast Atlantic yeah. teams. And that and they're following the money. They're following the money. And 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 I, I can't say as though I blame them. It's going to bring them on a bigger stage than they already were on. And it was a pretty big stage you're on. And I I just think that that's what they're going to do. And do I think it's good? No, you're ruining a lot of traditional rivalries. You're ruining a lot of things for people who are, you know, grew up watching it. But, you know, money talks and bullshit walks. That's the way it goes. That's that's life. That's life. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll we can end with this. I lived in Charleston for about a year during the pandemic and which is in South Carolina. And that state's run by <laughs> Clemson and USC, the, the Gamecocks. Yep. And man, when I would bring up UCLA or Pac-12 football, I got laughed at. I was laughed yeah. out of yeah. out of the room. And they just have no respect, as they shouldn't. They have zero respect for Pac-12 uh, or West Coast football in general, or anything yeah. pretty much past Louisiana. I they mean, got so no respect for. Outside of USC making that run with with Matt Leinard and Reggie Bush, right. uh, and you know, we're not talking about you know the USC of the seventies and you know some of those old older teams that you know Rose Bowl teams and all that. Outside of that, like in recent college football, like the MO on the Pac-12 and the Pac-10 prior to the Pac-12, the MO on them was, yeah, the, they're, they're going to try and score 55 points. But when you put a team that's got any kind of offensive or defensive line against them, they're going to crumble because they're yeah. just not built for that. They're not built to play defense and they're not built to bully teams in the trenches. So you put an SEC team, a Big Ten team, any of those kind of teams against them, that that's where they that's always been the stigma on them, I feel like. But USC is going to be a really good football team this year, switching gears a little bit. Caleb Williams is the Heisman Trophy favorite. He's the favorite to go one overall in the NFL draft next year. Uh, they they got a lot of good players. Clingsbury. They're well coached. He's back. Huh? Cliff Clingsbury. He's back. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is back. And 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 <laughs> and they they're gonna be a very good team. They're gonna be a very good team. And and uh I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the playoff picture come the end of the year because they're still playing in a Pac-12 that I think is is I don't want to say depleted, but I think they're the best team by by a good by a good margin. I do think Washington will be tough because the quarterback at Washington, Michael Penix, is very good. He's very good. Yeah, I mean you and also USC always gets that USC. And is treatment. Bo Nix back again? Is Bo Nix? Bo Nix is back. For yeah, yeah. How long is this they guy sure going to be in yeah. the league? Yeah. So Oregon's yeah. going to Oregon will Oregon will, will play tough with everybody because he's playing. So I mean, yeah, he's been around since Auburn. I mean, I remember watching that Auburn game against Oregon when he was the quarterback for Auburn in 2019, the summer of 2019. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's because of COVID, right? That these guys got more. Yeah, they get the extra year. Yep, 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 yep. And like listen, he, he had a lot of trouble at Oregon. Like, he stunk. Yeah. He stunk. And, uh, you know, but last year he looked good at Oregon. But, again, you're playing yeah. in a conference where defense is kind of by selection. So, it's, you know, even USC didn't really have a, much of a defense to speak of last year. 
So there are some of those guys in college football that just play. They seemingly play forever. Colt McCoy was one of them. Stetson <laughs> Bennett has turned into one of them. And I'm going to give uh, you the ultimate one that that was literally it felt like this guy was on the team for 20 fucking years <laughs> and he plays wide receiver for the Oakland for the Las Vegas Raiders now I'm sorry Hunter Renfro Oh <laughs> Renfro yeah. yeah it was like you watched every Clemson bowl game and Hunter Renfro was making a catch in that bowl <laughs> game and you're like Hunter Renfro is still he play, he had to play yeah. for 6 years that's what it felt like <laughs> All right. Well, moving on here, we've got uh, U.S. women's soccer. Mikey called it a few weeks ago or last week. They've been disappointing, and it was only a matter of time before they got uh, ousted from the World Cup, and and so it went. Uh, Mikey Pathetic. V, yeah, Mikey V, care, care to comment on uh, on your prediction there? My only comment is that you you know the eye test, the first group game against Vietnam, they're you know a five and a half goal favorite. They only win three nil, and at halftime, I think it was only one nil. Like that don't happen. Like like the old women's teams would just would beat them seven eight nothing. Like you knew, I think I knew right after the Vietnam game, I was like, okay, this team is not. Maybe if they bounce back and they didn't, I think they drew the next game if I'm not mistaken, uh, and then they finally won a game after that, I believe, in the group stages. Or maybe they won the second game and then drew in the final, whatever it was. And then, you know, they play Sweden. Here's the deal. They play them, first of all, kickoff is at like five or three in the it morning was, or four yeah, in the morning. Time. Like, I didn't watch it. And then I saw the result, obviously. Um, and I wasn't surprised. I mean, they they they, they weren't good. They weren't did you good. see this... the highlights? Did you see the highlights? Yeah, I saw that. that well, the first Swedish, of all. The Swedish goalie played incredible. She did, but here's the she thing. She made a couple of unbelievable saves. Like, I think USA actually outplayed Sweden by a large margin. Yeah, but yeah, but it don't matter. I understand it, it, that, it but matter. I'm saying they came into a hot goalie. Like, they, they should have won that game 2 3 nothing. But I'll say this. In the third group game, because now I remember, they 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 won the first game. They, they drew the second game, I want to say. And then in the third game, they had to draw or win that game to advance to the knockout round. I think they played Portugal, I want to say, in the third group game. And Portugal hit a shot. I, I want to say it was Portugal. I could be wrong, so don't crucify me on that. But in the end of that game, in the 80-something minute, Portugal hit a shot, and it went off the post. It literally rolled, and it would have went in 100%. The goalie was nowhere near it. It hit the post, and the U.S. escaped. They... They shouldn't have even been in the knockout round. They should have lost that game in the third group stage. Uh, I, I said they they weren't good. They were the betting favorite. So I said, yeah, I think it's it's one of the worst flops in 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 one of the worst flops in recent memory in sports. Because when you're the overwhelming betting favorite and you get knocked out like that and you really weren't impressive at all the whole way through, I think that was a major flop. The post game interview with the coach was obnoxious too. He's like, we showed what we're about. That we're courageous, that we fight hard. No, no, you didn't. It, it was it was pretty pathetic. It was no, hard didn't. to watch. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, <laughs> you didn't at all. You didn't at all. You didn't at all. I mean, if they got knocked out in like the, in in the semifinal, you could say something. If they if they won two knockout games and they made it all the way to the semifinal, or they made it to the final and they lost like a one goal game, or they lost in a penalty shootout there. You could tell me about how gritty it was. Did they, you see the they, penalty shootout? By the way, though, it was it was pretty wild. There was yeah, like yeah, they had two girls who shot the ball over the net. 
Mikey V, a la Baggio. This happens. This happens. It's like it was like I got PTSD watching that thing. The ball just soar over the fucking over the net. It brought me back to '96. Oh my lord, '94. But yeah, '94 is '94 in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, oh. 94. <laughs> 94. Um, but to say to say they were courageous, I mean, give me a fucking break. it was a tough give it me was a break. <laughs> Ticket, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't tell me they were courageous and gritty and they toughed it out when when they made it through the group stages by the grace of God, the skin of their teeth, they barely got by Vietnam. They should have lost in the third group stage game and not even made it to the knockout stage, and then they lose to Sweden in the first round as a favorite. Like you didn't do anything. You, you weren't gritty at all. You were the opposite of. Uh, by the way, Team You're Canada. Team Canada floppy, was supposed floppy. to be one of the better teams too. They didn't even make it to the past the group stages. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, pathetic. I think France, there is. France it's been looks, a, looks like France looks like well, a runaway. Japan looks good. Yeah, France Japan would be a hell of a game. I would actually watch that. I would if France plays Japan in the knockout stages. I'll watch that game. I'll probably watch the final. Colombia looks watch. pretty good too. It's been some. It's been fun to watch some. Of these. Yeah, it's just yeah. A, like you said. The time. The times the are times just, are ugh, just awful. Ugh. Yeah, where I ain't getting up played? for that. Where, where, where the hell is it being played? I don't know. It ain't fucking Qatar. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't Qatar. They're in. Uh, they're in Australia, and New Zealand. Oh, that's right. That's why it is. It's a yeah. different part of the whole freaking world, man. It's as far away as you can get. Um, Joe, are you watching a lot of these games though? I, I knew you were a soccer Seems fan. Like I didn't know you were a woman. I'm watching, fan. I'm watching the, uh, the highlights because like Mikey uh. said, a lot of the games I haven't, but so the, there was the, the Columbia game they played against Jamaica the other day was unreal. I watched the highlights the next day. Uh, Columbia won one nil, right? And you know what? I didn't realize Jamaica. Do you know that they got, yeah, Columbia won one, nothing. Do you know Jamaica got <laughs> sponsored by Bob Marley to go into the world? It's like cool runnings. <laughs> it's like cool runnings, dude. They couldn't afford that's a good it. Story. So he, he sponsored the whole team to make it into the world cup. <laughs> See, that's a, that's a, and then they went on, they went on an unbelievable story. run. They went on an unbelievable run. They were supposed to lose, like, get killed by Columbia. They lost 1-0, and they almost tied the game. At the end of the game, like in the 88th minute, they almost tied it. That's a feel-good story. It is. Tickets, That's a feel-good story. It. Don't worry. He just cracked me. About <laughs> a thing. <laughs> Even though you got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine the Rastafari playing on that plane or on that. <laughs> Rastafari, Mr. Reggae guy. Oh my god! All right, boys, talking about clowns. How about a couple guys in the MLB getting into a UFC fight here? Uh, Tim Anderson. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I, I got to agree with Joe. I do too. The MLB I, I needs agree more too. shit like this. I agree. Yeah, Joe, take it away. I'll tell you right right now, the thing that grinds my gears about the MLB more than anything is after the end of the game, when 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 like the teams lose and it's a hard fought game, they just walk off the field without a care in the world. There's no like it's not like in college football when these kids lose, there's kids with with tears streaming down their face That's or like. But but I'm saying, Mikey, is it not true? Like MLB's like, oh yeah, we lost. We have another fucking double well, number tomorrow. Number one hundred and sixty-four. The fucking thing. Watching Number. those guys fight and show passion, it showed something to me in, in Major League Baseball that I don't see regularly. See, that's my worry. My biggest worry about 
the NIL deals. And, and I'm all for these guys getting money because they just make the universities way too much money not to be compensated in some way, shape or form. But my biggest concern is that you're going to lose some of that element. And I think we've already started seeing it. Players opting out of bowl games, unless it's the playoffs, right? Like college football. Now, like the big time players just don't play in the bowl games anymore. The bowl games don't fucking matter outside. No, of the playoffs. They don't. So I do think that expanding the playoff field is going to, is going to help alleviate some of that. But to Joe's point, what I'm trying to say, bringing it back is like, you see that kind of passion in college all the time. Because, you know, these guys weren't making money. They're really playing still just because the love of the game and they're trying to make it pro and whatever it is. Uh, but in the MLB, that fight really wasn't much of a fight. Tim Anderson got knocked the fuck out. I mean, mm-hmm. he he squared he up did. and he squared up like he knew what he was doing. And, and Ramirez just, I mean, he caught, oh. him, he caught him square. It looked like what I would have done to Jake Paul if I had like a year and a half to try. All right. All right. Almost I like caught him I looked at, yeah. The best part on, was... The best part Ticket, was you give, if I had two years to train nonstop, two years every day I could train huh? and not worry about my full time job, not worry about my children. I just got to train for two years. You don't think I could I could fight? You got a hundred pounds class. on him. Yeah. So you're, what? You're gonna kick his ass. Yeah, of course, because you have a hundred right. pounds. Would you make on weight? Him. Would you make weight a one eighty five, Mikey V? No, no, no. No, I can't. I think my bones weigh more than one eighty five. Would you meet? Would you meet him at two hundred? Like, I would have to like shut out my vitamin D. Would you meet I him would at two hundred? Bone density. What? Would you meet him at two hundred? Would you meet him at two hundred? I'll meet. I would meet Jake Paul. Man, I don't know if I could get to two hundred. Man, I don't know. Mikey V, can I tell you something? I think yeah. he'd knock your ass out. What? <laughs> I, oh, Joe, that's I, that's two times. That's two times this week you've you've stuck a dagger into my heart. That's no, but no, time. but you got to listen to me. Time. This is the first time was the was the wedding questions. Now the second time. It's not meant it. to be. It's not meant to be a shot at you, dude. This guy, I watched him the other day. He's a. I need. I said, boxer. give me two said, years, Joe. Yeah, give him two years. You're forgetting the two fought, years. Nate Diaz has fought his whole life. He couldn't even keep up with but, him. He wasn't a boxer. You're not a fighter. But that's not. But that's not a. But Nate Diaz is a fighter though like if he fought if he was just a fight if there was if it wasn't in a boxing ring yes 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 that's different though i'm saying if you were in a boxing ring it's a different world i don't know if you can get past this reach joe this is a long reach it's a long reach reach, but he's i I, i've actually that's why there are weight classes by the way is because you throw the weight classes out the window but what I'm saying is, is well, there never used to be uh, uh, weight classes in the old UFC, that's for sure. Oh. Remember, they had, like, the giant yeah. guys go. But my point is that it's just, like, I actually – I said in the Building Dumb Show, I can't stand him. I think he's a piece of shit in terms of, like, personality. But I actually respect what he's done, man. He's so a legit – he's so a legitimate boxer. I'm starting to come around, I, yeah. I didn't – I didn't mean he's so, He was so much ball. better than Nate Diaz, man. Was it wasn't even close. It was Did you see show. him come out on the tank, though? He is such. Well, that's a what I'm saying. He's a piece. Of, I know. I'm not denying this that. This guy's such an asshole, man. He does that specifically so we talk about. Correct. it. Correct. Yes, of course. Oh, He's doing the, the trans, the transformer that's at every fight. How obnoxious is that? Yeah, but anyway, I like the transformer. I, I do. I like. I like. The, I like all, all that being said, more fights in the MLB would be preferred. Yeah, I'd like their, it every once I in a like while. I like when they get in guard like that. Like they did, yeah. like the, they threw the oh, dukes Bro, up. they, they he, d- bro, Tim Anderson fucking squared up. He yeah. put his fist up. He went fighting Irish on this guy. Like, like old school. 
Yeah, he threw him up like he was a 1940s like drunk putting Irish. The dukes oh, like putting up your dukes. Yeah. Put up your dukes. Yeah. It was like the Fighting Irish. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, put up your dukes. Yeah. Yeah. And he got knocked the fuck out. He got he got embarrassed. But I think every I think every league should allow fighting. I mean, the NHL does, and yeah. I tell you what. Again, I'll go back to the NHL. I'm looking forward to NHL playoff Mikey hockey v. next year. But the I need the bread was. Now. The, uh, but the only stuff is bread was being buttered regularly with yeah, NFL. Yeah, over, yeah. With NHL I saw a couple overs. of people actually comment on that post, speaking specifically to the NHL, waiting for NHL picks to come back around. It and was like, great oh, to yeah, see yeah. you diversify. Yeah, you have to. Like yeah. Wu Tang said in the Chappelle show, you got to diversify your bond. <laughs> yeah. And portfolio yeah. is no good if you don't diversify. That's right. Um, all right, let's move on to a topic that I'm really interested in talking about is Deion Sanders proposed for the Hall of Fame that there should be an upper room. There's all the guys who make the Hall of Fame, great for them, but there should be an upper echelon, you know, the top 20, top 30 guys who are in that upper, upper room. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Joey D. You don't Who's care. The- you don't give a shit. I okay. <laughs> okay, Mikey V. Have, well, you to you? Ken, have you been to Ken? Do you plan yeah. to go to Ken? I've been to Ken. Well, I haven't, and I have no plans on going. I know who the best of the best are. Why do they need a, a specific room? Well, why do they well, need a Hall saying of Fame he, in general? He wants so De- Dion wants a separation between Hall of Famers and then like an elite group an of elite Hall group. of Famers. Yeah. He wants another group of individuals recognized for being above hall of fame so like i don't know what you would call it they call he calls it an upper room and i think it's a dumb fucking like all like all world yeah yeah like all world or legend i like just elite like yeah or legends yeah legends legends Legends. regardless there is a hall of fame you see like 60 to 70 percent of the guys who are getting inducted in the hall of fame are already on most legendary status to begin with? No, not 60 to 70. Yeah, no. no. no they, they they let nine guys in now a year, I think, right? Is it well, nine guys a year? It's, Owens it's, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and a guy like, you know, a guy like Devin Hester is not in the Hall of Fame, like, and he was eligible. Like, I thought That's that was crazy. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, I, well, mean, I think so, it's good he's so, not in the Hall of Fame. I think he's good. I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's really, really good. Guy's a bum. Guy, guy played it. Guy played a combined three minutes. Right, that's how long it took oh, for him okay. to return. Mikey he was a game changer. <laughs> Tick, he I was, know, I'm he fucking was... around. Okay, he, I was well, anytime say. you're the best at your position, you should be in, and he's the best. That's my of all time. The only that's guy my... who holds a candle in the wind to him was Dante Hall. Dante uh, Hall was it, was he the Kansas City Chiefs guy? Yes. Yeah, the X yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah. The yeah. yeah, he was good. He was good. Um, but again, I I think I think. I, I'm not against legends. I'm not against legends. I think legends would be something really cool, uh, and it should be voted on by all living members of the Hall of Fame. And they get to pick, you know, X amount of guys for each position. They get voted on. Whoever gets the most votes, each position gets to be legend status. They give them a different jacket. They give them, uh, you know, a different display at Canton. I, I'm not against that. Oh, I wow. think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, because I do think the room gets a little crowded, and it does water down. A little bit, I think, some of the guys that were, you know, when Tom Brady gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, like Tom Brady's bust, and no disrespect to Brett Favre, who's in the Hall of Fame, but Tom Brady and Brett Favre are not 
and Joe, this is no offense because Favre was a legend for the Packers. He's a legend. Yeah, for the no, I would. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm just it. saying, like, like Tom Brady is in a different stratosphere than most every other quarterback not named Joe Montana. You know, it's it and and and, and you know Johnny Unitas. Like, it's hard to. It's very difficult to do. But I think if the living players could vote on it, I think it would that are already in the hall. I think it would be a cool thing. I do. I do. It just goes to show Dion, uh, Dion thinks he belongs in that. Upper well, of course, Dion that's the bigger does. story. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Dion. Dion wants to be. That's the kind of he a wants to be on the narcissistic board. thing. For yeah, well, he wants to be on the board of trustees for the legends. I mean, that's what he wants. To. He wants to be president and chairman of the board. I like the idea of the upper room, but I like it for if you you got to do it for each era. I, I, you know, I, I would like a room specifically pre Super Bowl, pre Super Bowl, post Super Bowl, but yeah. each one gets twenty guys or fifteen or whatever the number is for yeah, that era. I, that's actually another good idea. Pre Super Bowl legends, post Super Bowl legends. Yeah, and I like it for Super MLB Bowl era, too. pre Super Bowl era. That's what. Yeah, you yeah. Aaron Judge is going to be in the Hall of Fame, but I, I don't want Aaron Judge is going to. I'm saying baseball too. Oh, baseball. I think yeah. for baseball as well. I think that like there should be a different room for Ty Cobb. Than there is a room for for Aaron Judge. I just think the baseball is Hall of Fame is so bad. What it's, is it really? I've been there twice. I love it. No, 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 not not the local, not Cooperstown. I'm talking about the the voting uh, and the geriatric dinosaur mentality of who, who could get in the the fact that Pete Rose that is, is a crime ticket and the fact that it. Barry yeah. Bonds. I, I mean, you got it. Let's just get the fuck over it already because it's the best baseball players that ever lived. And if you're telling me that Pete Rose and Barry Bonds aren't in the conversation for top 10 players to ever walk the face of the fucking earth, if not higher, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Then you can't tell me, you know, baseball. And I'm not claiming to be the world's uh, forefront authority of baseball, which I'm I'm not at all. But right. I'm just saying that they need to change that mentality. That's a Hall of Fame in desperate need of some revamping in terms of who determines what the fuck goes on there. Mark McGuire, too. <laughs> Any of those guys. Sosa, yeah. McGuire, yeah. uh, Roger Clemens. I mean, it, certainly it's, him. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking nuts. It's yeah. nuts. The Rocket it's was nuts. one of the best of all time, man. I mean, come on. What are yeah. we talking about? What are we I talking know. about? I agree. I mean, I agree. How many guys are in the hall that didn't get caught? Quite a few, I bet. Quite a few, I bet. Yeah, fair enough, Mikey V. It's a good point. I I like the idea of just having that upper echelon for each different era. I like it too. Unitas is different than Manning, and Brady's different. Totally different. Totally different. Totally different kind of thing. Um, All right, and let's move on to the hottest new segment on the internet. Who's a problem? Who's a problem? Who's a problem? Joey D, (laughs) let's start with you. Who's a problem this week, man? John Rahm is a problem, and I actually love John Rahm, but I don't know if you've heard what he proposed. <laughs> he said, Whoa, this, this is, is a great guy, isn't it? One of our guys, right? I, I, I love I'm him. I'm not saying I'm not Callaway, no? No, I'm not saying I'm not I'm saying it's a problem because they said if he could change anything on the PGA, not money, not prize structure, uh, not I anything. Mm-hmm. You know what he said he would have, Tick? He hmm. would want a porta John on every single hole because he doesn't no. want to pick and choose when he has to take shit. And apparently <laughs> you, do you think that's a problem? I respect I that. Like I like it. 
I think it's I think it's absurd. I kind of I kind of it's hysterical. But apparently, do you know in the Masters Championship, he stopped seven times to go to the bathroom in the final round. <laughs> seven. He was times. like he was like Cougs at the Yankee game. This guy's <laughs> this guy's bowels are working harder than his fucking putting stroke. It's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Could you imagine if you it's got asked? And just to think, the live just merged with the PGA, and he's asked, "What would you change if you could change? Give me a porter, John, on every hole." I tell it's you what, there's, there's a guy, who, there's a guy who's so comfortable with his game. The only thing he's worried <laughs> about is taking a dunk. Shit, that's it. That's God yeah. bless him. Well, yeah, do you see, you can, do you you see the amount of sandwiches? You see the amount of sandwiches they bring to him on the course too. Yes. No wonder he's, he's shitting eating, all the time. He's eating the entire round. I tell you what, <laughs> yeah. Rom looks real comfortable, bro. Like sure around does. the midsection, like he looks like he's a comfortable guy. Like, like he's, I mean, he's, he's he ain't he's, he ain't running on the treadmill, uh, you know, two times a week, even one time. A week, <laughs> which is he's, fine. He's, which is he's fine. A, sure. He's he's a well built boy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks it. It was funny when we were talking to him about our taco chat. Well, remember Tick, we did the uh, the sound bites for Callaway where they watch like the different things. Yeah, and yeah. he watched us doing our taco <laughs> challenge, and he goes, "Taco challenge, I could do that tomorrow." And he was telling about us about how he used to go to Jack in the Box when he was at Arizona State, and he'd have like twelve to fifteen tacos he'd get for yeah. like a dollar. I, I could see that easily. <laughs> I could see yeah. that easily. With he's John just Rome. he's something else. I, I actually love him. I'm when I'm saying he's a problem, I'm I'm doing it in a joking right, fashion right. because I actually do love John Rom. I just thought it was hysterical and just absurd that if you're asked one thing to change with Mert the merger with Liv and PGA going, <laughs> the money this guy just omitted. He omitted millions <laughs> and millions of dollars to not go to Liv. It's not about, oh, I want more money. It's like, yeah, give me a Porter John on every hole so I can shit whatever I need to. Good for him. Um, All right, Mikey V, who's your problem this week? All right. Um, <laughs> Listen, I, I watched the new Netflix Johnny Manziel uh, documentary last night, and um, – I knew the backstory, the general backstory that, you know, pretty, I mean, that was my era. I lived through the Johnny football era at AM. I remember them beating Bama. I remember him winning the Heisman very vividly uh, when he beat Manti Teo out with the fucking weird girlfriend that was fake thing. That, that was a weird time in college football. Very, very bizarre. Um, first and foremost, when I was about to start the documentary, I saw the runtime and the runtime was an hour and 12 minutes and i said to myself there's one episode of this and it's only an hour and 12 minutes i go they're gonna they're gonna cover everything in an hour and 12 minutes i said the same thing i'm through 45 to 50 minutes to this thing almost an hour in and they're just getting to him getting drafted by the browns and everything that happened before that and during that process they skimmed through the nfl portion in 15 minutes and it wrapped up so bizarrely, and I don't want to spoil it. So if you haven't watched it, maybe you don't, maybe turn skip past this. But basically, he he didn't study the playbook ever. He logged 0. 0.00 hours on his playbook. He actually went like this. He actually yeah. admitted it. He went like this. Yeah. And and he and yeah, and then he like his best friend who was his manager throughout all of college. He stopped talking to him completely. Yeah, and the I guy didn't understand the, that why the guy that did not wrong him. He was just like, yeah, just, you know, I just, you know, we had to just move on from him, which was insane. They were best friends since high school, grew up together, 
whatever. He did the zero thing. He was like, kind of like, almost like, it seemed like he was proud of it. Went into how he got diagnosed as bipolar, went into how he wanted to kill himself, went to all this, all the remorse about how he partied too much and he did this. But there was no, I'd never for one second watching felt like he was genuinely remorseful about a single thing that he did. He pissed off his parents greatly to no end. His dad was trashing him on it. He, he pissed off his sister. He pissed off his best friend. He pissed off an entire city, Cleveland, who thought he was going to be the savior. Okay, whatever. You don't care about them. I get that. Uh, he pissed off an entire football organization. He was completely unprofessional. Um, I get it. I get it. He didn't want to play football anymore. That's what I took out of this was that once he was past his freshman year of college football, he basically said he he lost all the desire to practice and train the way he did. And he basically just shit on everybody that was trying to help him. And he basically disregarded everybody, it seemed like. But the issue I have with Manziel is that there seemed to be no remorse whatsoever for anyone that he wronged it was kind of just like yeah i fucking loved it i was johnny fucking football this that and the other thing and and you know what that's all well and good but at this point like that doesn't mean anything anymore like what does that mean like yes you're a legend at texas a&m yes people will remember you forever probably but at this point what are they going to remember you for now like they're going to remember those legendary things you did but they're also going to remember if they watch this like like kind of like what kind of like a, a semi scumbag you kind of were, bro. Whoa. Like no offense. Whoa, like, he's no a friend of the program. Yeah, guys, but listen, man, I can't I can't just sit here and fucking lie to everybody. I watched it with my own eyes. Like, <clears> and <throat> then for him to say all the stuff about substance abuse, that then the other thing, and the ended the end of the Netflix show, he's sitting there on his patio drinking a beer. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I thought there was going to be like a redemption song here. I thought he was going to, he went to rehab, which he did. I thought, you know, he was going to be sober and he's sitting there drinking a beer. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, it just doesn't seem like, like anything changed really. And maybe that's why they glossed over the NFL portion of his career. And the post NFL portion was wrapped up in like 15 minutes. Yeah. He that. played, he played in the CFL. They didn't cover that. He they played didn't cover in, that at all. Like, yeah, and, there's a lot of other stuff that, that there's they didn't a lot cover. of stuff, all like the stories about what happened when he went out, they didn't really cover. So I don't know if he had a part in saying what you could and couldn't cover. I will say, was, which is fine. I and you met him. You met him. I love him. He was fine. I love, him. I will say this. Like, Talking to him and meeting him. I'm sure he's a great time. That well, I can tell you. Well, yes, for sure. But not only that is um, when you meet him, you could see he's a very genuine guy. Like when you meet him in person and yeah. he has so much swag. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't Dude. see you going that way. You were. <laughs> he does no, but I'm, I'm, just, right. I'm just saying on a, side, I'm a, on a side note for a guy Who's no? Yeah. Who hasn't been in the league in years? He's got swag, but not only that, he's he's a good dude. Like he's he's a guy like you could call up and he'd just be bros with. Like he yeah. he gave us time. He was super kind and like when you talked, he looked at you. He gave you attention. Like he seems like a good dude. Like I just think like it goes to show that he had all the talent in the fucking world. But if you don't have good people in your corner, like if you don't have like people like. 
I can I if I being honest of that whole episode, my favorite thing was his, watching his agent talk. Was he was so entertaining to listen to, and how he was trying to like get him I in think, line. I think he had people in his corner though. That's the thing. I think he had people in his corner that wanted him to succeed, that wanted him to prepare. That but he also had a lot of negativity. He had a lot of shit like that was when you when you blow up overnight like that. You know, yeah. like it's Which very hard. Uh, and and this is like you know and and you know it's like to a lesser extent we talk about Perez and how he's blown up. It's not the same as Johnny Football, but when you blow up overnight like that, your whole world changes. He was a a, a guy that people didn't know, and then he's talking about how he couldn't go out, you know, in public without people taking paparazzi photos and this and that. And then you're <clears> hanging <throat> out with Drake and you're hanging out with this one and you're doing you're with LeBron James and like. It's very hard. You gotta remember, he was a young guy. He was in his 19, 20 years old. Like that's hard to not let it get out of your realm. So I, I agree with I what agree you with said. That. I but agree I'm saying with that. that I have role into realizing that, like, it kind of got away from him. For the record, I have literally zero <laughs> issue with Johnny Manziel's actions from the time he was in high school until the time he left the NFL zero zero issue with any of his actions now do i do, would i have done things differently if i was in his shoes yes do i think other people should take things a little bit more seriously when they reach the professional level of football yes could i say that i would have done it differently if i was that age without knowing what i know now <clears throat> maybe not maybe not yeah. maybe i would have done the exact same shit and i probably would have so i have no issue with that my issue is that Johnny Manziel, as of 2023, to me, seems like a guy who should have, if he hasn't already, apologized to a lot of people, um, which he may have done. Because, again, I don't know him. So maybe he may have. And should show a little bit more remorse, not in a morbid way of, like, showing remorse, like, oh, my God. But, like, showing, like, you know, like, I really, like, made some really terrible decisions. I hurt people. I hurt a lot of mm. people. And you know what? And if he can identify, the scariest thing to me, and the scariest thing is that he can identify why he hurt people. He he knows it's because he has he had a drug problem. He knows it's because he 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 hasn't, you know, he was partying too much, alcohol, drugs, whatever. Um he can identify the problem. But the fact that he's still drinking and they showed another clip of like him basically doing like beer bongs with his buddy at the beginning of the whole thing. They show him in his backyard. Like, and I, I can't judge that because Jeez. I love doing the same shit. But when yeah. you're a person who identifies as that is your cause for your downfall and the cause of your disinterest. I yeah. I don't, that scares me that you can't take. I agree with action what you're to fix that. Like it actually, you know what? I should rephrase everything I said about Manziel. I actually am more concerned about how it ends for Johnny Manziel, considering the bipolar, considering the suicidal ideation. I'm actually more concerned with him as a person, as a human being, than I am like condemning him as not a good guy. But Mikey, I'm, I'm, I'm over say, that. I'm I over will that. I'm say it does that. take it takes a lot of balls to show up on a documentary like that and admit things like that that but people Joe, are watching Joe, and saying that you had a, a drug sharp problem. Guy, Joe, Joe, you're a sharp guy. Have you looked at his Instagram in the last 24 hours? He is pushing more. He's pushing more merchandise for Johnny that's Manziel. Game. That's the, it's that's a the lot game. of money, Joe. 
don't think that he's doing this Netflix documentary for for charity for for yeah. church. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's gonna make. Yeah. He's <clears throat> relevant again. He's gonna be the topic of conversation again. And he's selling it. There it is. Money yeah. Manzel. And that look at that's a rotating mannequin. And listen, yeah, I got no issue. Obviously, no issue with the hustle. None whatsoever. My concern is with him as a person, yeah. and, and and his longevity as a healthy person. And sure. I'm not the, the picture of health. I'm just saying when you can identify what your problem is, but you still haven't taken the steps to remedy it from what I could see from the outside. And maybe I don't know shit. That's frightening. That's all I'm going to say. By the way, Fair enough. Number, one, Fair enough. number one show on Netflix right now is Manziel. Well, because right. it, it also just came out. So yeah, Netflix it came out last night. It's going to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to run. Uh, yeah, I met him too. I liked him a lot. Good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I mean, yeah, if he's got problems and he's not, I will him, say that's, that's a problem. Watching him beat Bama again was pretty sick. When he says, no, I'm going to score a touchdown right fucking now. And he one, goes out. Cool. One of the best, one oh. of the best, one of the most vivid college mem college football memories I have. I remember watching him run around. You thought he got sacked. He didn't get sacked. He was incredible. His freshman yeah. year, he was, <laughs> there's no other word to describe him, but incredible his freshman year. And then after that, that was it. also people who bag on him for his football career. I don't know. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you love something. And I got, always got That's the impression correct. with him That's that correct. he, everyone put so much pressure on him to be this guy for the NFL, to be a, this, the next great quarterback. And I don't think he ever wanted that for himself. And I think people projected a lot of their own ideas onto him. And when he, they didn't meet those ideas, people got disappointed, but those weren't his ideas for his own life. Now I don't know that. I didn't talk to him about that. That's the impression that I always No, got. but he says that. He basically says he does. It. He basically okay, so yeah, he basically it. he goes, he goes, I didn't love the game He goes, as soon as he got to yeah. NFL training camp, he's like, this is not yeah. fun. He goes, yeah. I don't like this. So yeah. On I, another I, note, again, imagine, I, I respect that. I respect that. I, I on do. An, on another note, imagine going on a five million dollar bender. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't survive. <laughs> I, I wouldn't survive. Perez would be the only one who might be able to succumb it. Yeah, was, was it <laughs> Perez? For all we know, may have been on a five million dollar bender somehow. Was it a gambling bender? Or... It no, no, partying, no, no, partying no. Vegas. Oh my gosh! Like, they, I mean, you gotta oh watch. I will say it's yeah. an entertaining documentary. It's all. Yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah. Oh, it's very. Yeah, it's worth. Listen, it's short. It's an hour. It's definitely worth your time. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So I, I met him and I and I liked him and but to Mikey's point. You know, I, I think he made a lot of good points, but I want to talk about a real scumbag. Okay. Oh, Joe, you got a question? I just want, I want, could you send Mr. Anderson the picture that we have of oh, Johnny Menzel is about ready to take a putt and tickets huddled behind him with the camera. It's one of the greatest photos I have ever seen great. of all time. It's and great. ticket was like, when, when we got the photo, he's like, I've made it. I've made it on Bob to sports. <laughs> it's an amazing photo. It, it did yeah, really so well. Can you send it to Mr. Well. Anderson? To I'll post? send it to him. I'll send oh, it to him. Oh, it's a great photo, man. Yeah, that photo it's did well great... for you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you should post it up. Menzel's a hot topic right now. If yeah. I was a single man, that would be on my dating app profile. That would no, but probably... ticket, listen, ticket, ticket, you should throw that up as an Instagram post. It's relevant right now. That's true. Oh, it's the wow. number one show on Netflix. You you're like, starting to think like, uh, yeah, okay, gotcha. You're hustling. All right, I'm trying to get your Instagram back up and running. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, it's been humming. It's been humming. It is. It is. Um, it's a lot more. <laughs>
But I got a problem for you guys, and it's someone right, who Joe knows I've had a problem with for a long time. Anthony Davis signs an extension with the Lakers. This guy is about as useful as a poopy flavored lollipop. <laughs> this guy, this guy's paper. This guy, you, I can tear him in half. With, his bones are made of glass. And he, I'm not saying when he's on the court, he doesn't make a difference because, of course, he does. His talent was there. awesome this year. He, he was awesome this year. But anytime the Lakers look to him to be a re, like you, you, yeah, you won us the last 10 games. Awesome. Great. The Lakers are back. And then they make the playoffs and he folds, not because he's not competent as a player, not because he doesn't have the talent, but because he can't stay healthy. This guy spends more time in street clothes on the sidelines at <laughs> Staples Center than he does dressing for a uniform in Lakers gold and purple. This guy is a problem. And I don't know, I forget what the GM's name is. He, you know, he was Polenka, all over Polinka. This guy's a fucking moron, okay? And whoa, he's borderline border the problem too. He's borderline yeah, the problem. He's been too. unbelievable. Why would you the sign the adjustments that he made midseason to get? Why rid of would Westbrook? you sign a glass sculpture to play center for the Los Angeles because Lakers they, they, they need, for the they next three years? They need they, him. To they him. need him. Go yeah, get someone. Position of, it's a oh. position of desperation in the league. That position, uh, they, position they, they, of desperation. You're, you're, you're the here, Lakers. The... You're not the Minnesota Timberwolves. I understand. You, you, they you, you have a get... lot of pull. You can get someone other than a broken down fucking old Chevy truck. This guy stinks. Take this it when he's, a... when he's healthy. He's a top ten. Player That's the, the thing. It though is when he's healthy. When he's healthy. Yeah, there's, the there's when he's so healthy. Many thing. guys. If you're, are... if you're prefacing any player in any professional sport when he's healthy. The guy's usually a disappointment, typically Always. because. But the Lakers, oh. the Lakers need him to be their guy because LeBron's done. LeBron needed already. him to be their guy for three years now, and he keeps not being their guy. Joe, best quality is reliability. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the guy can't get, he can't yell at his fucking knee, to you know, or his his body to. I mean, listen, some of the things, the the last injury he got was wild. I, I what was it? Tick. He went down in a heap. It was uh, the one when he went down. Oh, right, right with the his head or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, that was always something with this guy. He and looked like he was concussed. <laughs> he went down like a sack of bricks. Dude. He did. It was pretty bad. He but, sack but, of potatoes. Oh, it was bad. But he is. He is. And he did have a. He was the defensive player of the year. He had he he was unbelievable this year. He I think he averaged more blocks than anyone in the league. He he's he's a force at the rim. Ticket if he stayed healthy, he is he is by far one of the most dominant players of aside of course. Nikola Jokic in the league. And you know what I have a problem with is his durability. He can't stay healthy, Joseph. He can't. There are players like this across all sports football there are guys who just cannot stay healthy andrew luck would still be one of the best quarterbacks in the league couldn't keep away from the concussions mikey v a couple years or a couple weeks ago started talking about tua Tua's going to be one of these yeah, guys who's who just and if he could stay healthy he listen be, i hate to say this about one of my beloved yankees and he's the, the big ticket Josh. item but Aaron Judge, outside of last season when he broke the AL home run record, <clears throat> outside of that season, and that was his contract year, which is a little discouraging, a little, a little shaky to look at. Outside of that year, this guy's hurt every year. 
hurt again yeah. this year. Missed he fucking missed a ton of games. Three months, three months of games this year. Now he got hurt in a highlight reel catch, Mikey. V. He, d- he uh, Joe, I understand that, and I get that. And he's a highlight reel. He's a walking highlight reel. There's no question. But Stanton and Judge are two guys who just they're great. Stanton is under. Stanton's got all the talent in the world, and sometimes he looks unbelievable. And then he takes lapses of games, and he gets hurt, soft tissue, hamstring, calf, quad, this, that. The the what was Judge's other big one? Not the ab. What do they call the fancy word for the ab? They always call that. I forget. Fucking whatever. Pectoral or no? No, no. But guys, just guys who are just you know they're great when they're there. But if they're there, you better enjoy the time because it ain't going to last long. Giancarlo also turned into like a Ryan Howard or an Adam Dunn. One of these guys who, if he's not hitting a bomb for 600 feet, yes. he is striking out every That's single correct. fucking th- This guy doesn't hit for singles anymore. No, this no. This guy no, doesn't no. hit for even doubles anymore. <laughs> this guy no, 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 is no. striking out over 200 times. If he can stay healthy that long to strike out that many times. <laughs> Well, and that's the, that's 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 exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Oh, tick with the with the mic drop there. No, uh, he's right. He's right. He's good time right. to move on to the viewer questions, guys. We've got a ton this week. One comes from a young man named Nick Castellanos. I don't think it's the <laughs> Nick Castellanos. Yeah, I think it may be. Could you imagine that, Chick? Nick Castellanos from the Philadelphia Castellanos. Yeah, yeah. That's who was is. brought up by the Detroit Tigers? Yeah, Wait for two of your... my favorite teams of all time. If it's Nick Castellanos, hey, Castellanos. make you yourself have to known. Read it, you have to read it regardless. Make yourself known. But if it's not, we still love you. You're, yeah. you're We love all fans of the sportsman here. This comes from Nick Castellanos. Professional disc golf. Should it be on ESPN? Fuck no. Next now, question. If, now, if that is the real well, answer, that, Nick Castellanos, that's, that's, that's yeah, a tough I mean, question. I'll give him a little something, something more. Listen, I'm an avid, avid oh, no. can jam player. I'm a three-time, uh, three-time beach can jam uh, champion, uh-huh. uh, defending back-to-back last two vacations. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm a disc guy. I'm a disc guy, but I got to tell you, I've watched the highlights of of the disc golf. I would rather see Ultimate Frisbee on ESPN than yeah. I would the disc That's golf. Intense. Ultimate Frisbee is fucking wild, man. It and is. I've played it before, and it is, it is. What is, what is the watch. Ultimate Frisbee again? Kind of like football, uh, no tackling, obviously, but you advance to score touchdowns uh, in an end zone. You oh, catch the disc that. in an end zone. Joe, you have to see these guys throw the disc and how they catch some of these catches of the Frisbee or just just Google some of the highlights of Ultimate Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee over disc golf. I'm sorry, but disc golf to me, after a while, I've watched yeah, it. It's it kind of underwhelming. You see the thing go in the net and it's like, okay, it went in. Ultimate Frisbee these guys take These guys take though. it fucking serious, though. Yeah, they disc do. Golf. The disc golf, man. They're talking about handicaps and par three and par four. And I'm like, yeah, man. All right, whatever. You're a can jam guy, huh? I feel like that's oh, a, yeah, that's an East Coast guy. thing. I, I wow. play can jam oh, all me a growing can up. Jam, boy. I'd like to see you out there on the can. I like to you see might you. Might see him in you Florida. Would, there, you would Dick. if you're on my team, you certainly would. <laughs> I used to be a player. Um, all right. Thanks for the question, Nick Castellanos. <laughs> this one comes from Vincent, no last name. Uh, if you were a professional athlete in the NFL, what would be your ideal game day outfit? Especially excited for Joey Dawes' answer. So why don't Joey Dawes? Why don't you go last, Mike V? Let's start with you. Suit. I would wear a custom suit to every wow. game. I would wear a custom suit to every game. Now, wow. now, the custom suit and tie every game, or or a custom jumpsuit. 
like a velour jumpsuit or that's like what a, I was going to say. Like a, a training, a training, jo- uh, uh, a jogger, a jogger, like a suit. Gucci velour yep. suit would yep. be fuego. Yeah. I don't know if I would do Gucci. I don't like, no, it's too sure you money. You sure would, you would Mikey. If sure you were, would. Yes. you Maybe would. if it was a plain yes, color, would. I, I'm just, maybe I'm, not I'm with the logo, but with the, with yeah, the not the red, the not red the pattern down the side. I tell you what, if Gucci pattern. hits you up in the DMS, you're fucking oh, whatever. Mean, come on. He'd wear a fucking Wendy's velour suit if he had to. Right. I would. I would. I would wear it. He's bringing the biggie bag with him just all the way there. <laughs> fucking wendy's man oh, oh okay we love her <clears throat> joe yeah. i would i thought you were gonna go with the lululemon no i would wear normally you a suit love. but i would wear once in a while i would wear something that's pretty flashy like the velour suit to me is with like some loafers like some real money like some Gucci loafers or something like that'd be pretty sick. like who's the swaggiest guy in the NFL right it's got to be Burrow no, it's got to be Burrow. Yeah. I don't even, have you seen Mahomes? Yeah, Mahomes has some got swag. Some good stuff. I, I just good. think Bur- Burrow is just <laughs> Burrow makes it, his stuff is just it's Justin so Jefferson's pretty swaggy too. Though. Oh Justin yeah, Jefferson's Justin swaggy. Jefferson's pretty yeah. yeah. I would go Mikey, with- Mikey V with the grill would be next level. I should talk to Al the jeweler. Maybe. He could oh yeah. Oh boy. Um. I would just go with some uh, red wing boots, denim pants, yes. flannel, flannel. Every it doesn't matter whether it's flannel every time, hundred degrees. <laughs> or take it, or take I'm it playing in Lambo fucking, and it's zero. Take it degrees. would be fucking Kirk Cousins. He would be Kirk Cousins. Fuck it, yeah, I have a question. That's what, what he wears, bro. He wears, he wears like fucking like yeah. dad outfits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, bro. I gotta change it up. Yeah, I can't be looking cousin. like no, Kirk but Cousins no, but tickets flannel is much swaggier than cousins flannel. Yeah, and he's yeah. definitely not wearing red wings too. So. And he's not wearing skin t- skinny jeans like tickets. Red wings. And I'm also talking <laughs> vintage vintage denim on the jeans too. I'm not talking yeah. about ran- wranglers vintage, off the rack. Naturally, vintage, yes, of yes. course. Yes. Um, <laughs> naturally. Uh, all right. Thanks for the question, Vincent. Uh, this one comes from Dylan Haw. Mainly a question for Mikey V. We love these. But all three can answer. Longtime NFL watcher from Ireland, but never had a team, decided Ireland. to become a full time Bears fan and Why? wondering what wow. the boys think I should expect from the following, uh, from following them for a long time. Long time listener, first time texter, big love. So, what, what should he expect? For, a guy from Ireland, what should he a expect? A lot of disappointments. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But a guy from Ireland, I feel like, you know, he, you know, he's not a jaded American fan who expects to win all the time. Uh, you know, I like I like people from Ireland. Love the accent. Um, big fan of the accent. Uh, you're to this year. What you can expect. This is not their year. This is not their year. Uh, I, I've been saying it. I've been saying it that next year really is when they'll, they're going to go through another round of having tremendous draft equity, having tremendous amount of money and free agency to spend. Next year is the do or die year for this team. This year, what I'd like to see again is just obviously improvement overall from the team, uh, which would translate to some more wins. I'd like to see them contend for maybe the last wild card if possible. I just want to see Justin Fields solidify himself as the guy. That is the most critical thing to come out of Chicago this year. Justin Fields solidifying himself as the guy. If he doesn't, 
Then we're back to square one a little bit. We got a little bit of insurance because we have the uh, two first round picks next year. So there's a little wiggle room there, but that's the main concern for this year. I have a question, Mikey. Mm -hmm. DJ Moore, is he a top 10 receiver in the league this year? Hmm. Uh, Probably top 15. Because I I won't say top 10 only because I don't know how efficient their offense is going to be from the passing game. I got to see it first. I got to see... I got to see what they're installing. I got to see how Fields responds from the pocket, being more of a pocket passer. I just don't know what that's going to be yet. So I say top fifteen. But I Chase think Clay, GJ Moore is a true one. I'll say that he's a Chase true Claypool one. over under three and a half touchdowns on the season. Over, way over. Oh, way so over. okay. So you have some Claypool. expectations. So Claypool, um, from every beat writer, from everything I've read, from everything I've seen, is having the best camp out of any player. Fuck off. No way. Mikey I, V, you changed your I, narrative. You I, were no, trashing I, I, him. I, I, Joe, I was. I believe I you. I was. I want to bury the guy. I, I want to bury you. the guy. I'm just saying he, he's no way. He no, was your problem. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I wanted to bury the guy. But I'm just yeah. telling you what everyone who's at camp and everyone, all the beat writers are saying is that he he is having by far the most impressive camp of anybody on that offense. Those so, things always make me nervous, though. Especially, you know what's making he tweaked me... his hamstring today, so that could be a thing. You know what's <laughs> making me. You know what's making me real nervous, Mikey V. What? Jalen Hurts is being put in the top, like top three best football players but on most by, people's but list. That's by me. That's good. Stuff. What are the no, beat reports? But that saying that makes camp? you. What that are the makes beat... me. Very what are the nervous. Beat reporters saying the guys who are at camp true, watching true. camp that are beat yes. reporters. What are they saying about Hertz? What are no, they I agree. saying? No, they're saying he looks great again. But I'm just That's saying is that, like then I, I believe I, it. Then I, I believe hate it. when a guy has one great season yeah. and they're like, yeah, he's a top five guy now. And like Jalen Hurts is being well, put on all these lists right now. Yes. And that's making I don't me. Th- I don't think there's nervous. any. I don't think there's any grounds to stand on to believe he would regress though. He's got weapons upon weapons upon weapons. He's got a great offensive line still. He's got a very talented defense still. Where, like, I could see if. But he we've lost, seen a like, lot of guys in the NFL over the years have a great season. They're put at the top of all these lists, and then it turns out when you look back in history, ten years later, they had that one great season. So it's all. It, it almost feels like a curse that he's being. Hertz is going to have over fifteen rushing touchdowns this year. I hope so. I hope he doesn't get hurt rushing all those touchdowns. Joseph. I think he'll. I think he'll have a big year. Also, I do. I think. I hope so. I sure do. Hope so. That's just um, rushing touchdowns. That's not throwing. He's going to be unbelievable. And I would say he's he to me is the number one quarterback for fantasy. Not that Mahomes is not good, but with the amount that he runs and sure. their 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 offense, the way that it's third down and one or third and two, and well, they have whenever that play you, where they just try to push him, him in. Whenever you get it, whenever you get around the goal line, he's impossible. Like he's I would say, the fuck away from Philly running backs this year. I know you got the Lions. Uh, what's his name? Um, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. From a touchdown standpoint, they yeah, suck. It just always makes me nervous, it, especially now that it's my team. But anytime I see a guy have one great season and they're just they're just punched all the way up to the top of the list with in names like Mahomes and Allen and these other guys, Hertz has had one good year. It just makes me nervous. It, hey, it's listen, almost like the Madden listen, cover. Listen, it's almost like a curse. Listen, just be happy. Listen, listen. Sure. Jalen Hurts has the conference championship. Josh Allen, love the guy. Nicest guy in the world. He doesn't. He doesn't. Jalen Hurts was to the dance and arguably should have won at the dance. Performed very well at the dance. Played well. Very well. 
Okay. No reason right. to b- believe he regresses this year, Tick, unless he gets hurt. If he gets hurt, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation to be had. All but right, if he stays healthy, I don't I don't see why he would regress. And I have no I have no dog in that race with, with the it's Eagles. True. It's true. Um, all right, good question. Uh we'll move on to let's do two more. We'll do uh I like this one from John Longo. One million dollars now. <laughs> Or twenty-five million if you make a layup, followed by two or followed by two or two free throws, followed by two free throws, followed by a three-pointer. So you get twenty-five million if you make a layup, two free throws, and a three-pointer, or you can just take a million. Well, how many right how now. many attempts do you have? I, I think just one, I and if that's the case, it's a million one. dollars. Give me the million dollars, yeah. and I'm not even looking back. Yeah, yeah. I thought if you were going to say just make a layup for twenty-five million, I'd say okay. Well, no, even the layup, risk. even the layup of the two free throws. So you add a three point. Well, two free throws, you gotta be. That's 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 that's. You risky. know how much pressure you'd be shaking like a leaf. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'll take no. the shots. Yeah, you're the not fuck out of here, ticket. You're so <laughs> full of shit. You're One so million ain't changing my life. Oh uh, no! Well, by the way, we had this oh, no? discussion on One about million the sports ain't, trip. We it ain't changing my life. Okay. They said that in about the sports trip, ticket. And Perez made a claim, and it was Ticket and Bob. I don't know who it was. It was me and Perez. Uh, it, a, it was me and Perez talking about you how and Perez million. made a claim that twenty million dollars would not change your life. Wouldn't be generational wealth. No, 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 no. What we said was it would change our life, but we are not retiring as a thirty-year-old man off of twenty million dollars. Especially, you, you guys got problems, bro. Mikey you guys v. got problems, Mikey V. You guys got problems. Sex. You think you think in in forty years twenty million is still going to be worth what twenty million will be in in forty of years? Oh, no, you of invest not, but of course not. But you're you're in the tiniest. Who of says I of invest well, who, Joe? You're in the tiniest fractions of people who've ever come into that type of money ever. Number one, number two, you just you don't even have to invest it. Just don't spend it. Just Put don't it spend it. Watch just it don't recklessly spend it. Don't That's buy true. a $10 million house. Don't buy a $5 million house. Buy a, buy a million dollar house or a $2 million house and keep it and keep yeah. By the way, yeah, $20 million. Maybe. I'm doing the math right now. Okay, you $20 really, million. Dollars you, but you got a 1% interest. You're making 200 grand a year ticket just from leaving it in the bank. Well, yeah, maybe that's more than that's more than like uh, people <laughs> make in like three years, four years. I think if you if you give me twenty million dollars, but I live like I'm making eighty grand a year, yes, of course I could make it. Yeah, you don't work live like Johnny the rest himself. of my life, but I just think when you give someone that kind of money, ain't no fucking way they're gonna live that way. And I think it's, I just don't think it's gonna carry you to the rest of your life. I Let just, me tell you I something right now. Don't. You give me any companies listening out there. You give me five million dollars, <laughs> I'll never ask you for another penny ever. I'll sign a lifelong contract, five million. But yeah, you'll still work, million. though, Mikey. You'll st- you'll still be working. Yeah, I'll work. Yeah. You you couldn't take five. But million. I'm making the five million. I want five million tax free, and I'll work for you for the rest of my life. And wow. that's all you get for the rest of your from now. All to- I get, but I get to retire. Oh. I get to retire at like let's let's give me a fair fifty five. Fifty five. That's fine. Yeah, I'm in. So, I'm Mikey, in. from this moment, <laughs> this moment now, you don't make a penny. You don't make a penny more than five million for the rest of your life. Yeah, from that company, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's it, though. That's from no, no other companies either. You could Why? make five million work the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could. I already got my house. I'll pay it off. Ticket. The average here. American doesn't even make a hundred grand a year. 
What I know, but average, if you look what's at, the average income right now? 60 probably like 70,000. I don't. I don't think it's seventy, Joe. Sixty thousand, maybe. But if you but if you look at when people take the lump sum when they live when they win the lottery they always go broke because when you give people (laughs) yo did you see I'm sorry we're so off the rails right now but did you see that someone won that mega millions in Florida a single a single ticket one point five billion one point five billion dollars one single ticket so if they take the lump sum they estimated that it would be 789 million (laughs) dollars now 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 i don't know about you guys but i could probably live off that for the rest of my life we would all live off of that for generational i would just build i would just build a palace and we could just do everything out of the palace we could do the sportsman bob does sports uh, brilliantly dumb we could just do it we could just do that that would be fun no the thing is if bob if bob had bought if bob had bought Ticket, he might have won. He would have won. Yeah, yeah he would have won. Yeah, he would have won. The guy just, just keeps kidding. winning. He's Next in question. Vegas right now. I was gonna make. I was gonna make a joke. But <laughs> He's in Vegas right now. He should put five cents in one billion spot. dollar lottery. Be like Mikey V. Listen, next year it's retirement. Next year, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> listen, that raise is coming your way. Yeah, yeah. Just keep yeah. working for it. Pretty um, soon, Mikey V. Yeah. I'm gonna change your life. Coming like Christmas, baby. <laughs> oh my all god. Right, let's oh, do, well, yeah, the average income more. though. I'm oh. curious about the average income. Average I think uh, it's income. fifty to sixty thousand a year. I think average income right. in the US. Bro, do you know what it is, bro? As 45? of 2019. So I guess this is the last time uh they, oh, they that's fine. It's only a few years. Well, the average salary in the United States is fifty-eight thousand. My huh? god, man. Fifty-eight thousand. Is... Now I don't know. I don't know too many people that could survive making fifty-eight grand well, a year. With depends family. on where you live. The middle of the country yeah, makes up yeah, a lot. Of yeah, that. well, uh, probably uh, both parents are working too. If if it's that's that. uh, that's what I just said, a single parent with a family, I don't know how you could do that. I don't know yeah. how. I don't know how. I don't know how. Not with the inflation, price of gas inflation, and, and stuff and diapers and fruit. And I say fruit because my kids eat a lot of fruit. <laughs> good, good, good for them. Good yeah, for them. They're staying healthy. Good All right, shits. I got to piss in this like a racehorse. Let's get to this last, last question and get yeah, out of here. This is a long pod, man. Um, It's good, though. People like the long pods. They do um, like the long pods. People like to, you know what it is, Mike? People just love to put something on during work that they can <laughs> it, It's like it, it's a fast forward button. So the longer you make it, I've learned yeah. that with Bob to Sports, all the stuff that we do, it's like a fast forward button. So if we give them two hours, they're getting from eight to 10 o'clock right away. Yeah. That's in the nice. morning. Yeah. 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 All right, so the last question. Uh, Tyler Krakra, who has the best sports theme song? What does that mean? Like a, like the Ohio State. They have like a fighting song, right? Like they- Yeah, I mean, uh, but I don't know too many pro teams What's that have fight songs, right? I have to say Fly Eagles Fly. On, to That's a good one. That's a good one. I wasn't going to go with that fly one. Fly Eagles Fly on the road, the road to, to victory. Jet told, me, Jet told me that the Bears have one. Bear down. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yep. That's where that com- that's where that comes from. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. I got to go with the Eagles one because I don't really know. I don't know many others. I, I mean, college fight songs. I mean, there's so many good ones. Rocky Top. Uh, you know, obviously Ohio State's got a great one. You know, Hail to the Victors. While I hate Michigan, is you know I respect tradition and I respect greatness, and that's a great song. Hail to the Victors, even though they could go fuck themselves. Um, 
That's a great one. Oklahoma Boomer, Boomer Sooner is another great one. Or is that USC? No, USC is no USC. You know what I like too? Yeah, I like the I like the Atlanta Braves one. They go oh the tomahawk chop, but I mean the Chiefs do that. But I mean the Chiefs, Florida State, and 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 the Braves do that. You know, a lot a lot of teams do yeah. do that. Any team it was doing that, but yeah, that's a, the tomahawk chop is tremendous. Tremendous. That's awesome. I like that a lot. I like the the Hartford Whalers. The old hockey team had one of the most incredible. If you look up that song that they used to have that played before their games, it's an unbelievable song. What the fuck was fuck it? you, fuck you, Mikey V. What was it? I want to know like, what was it. I'm just you want me to sing the whole fucking thing? Hartford, Hartford Way. There's a whole fucking song. <laughs> my, my dad. It sounds bad. My dad has the 45 right, record right. on I, it. I didn't mean it's to fantastic. disrespect bigger. I didn't but, mean to disrespect bigger ticket. Bigger ticket. Don't you ever disrespect bigger ticket. Yeah, he's a good man. I know he is. He is. We got to wrap And you know what? I met him. I met him at the breezy. Great. That's guy. right. And he yeah. disrespected. Did you see that post he had? He disrespected me. He oh, disrespected no, the family. Oh. Where he posted me with the acoustic guitar. He disrespected the family. How, how could you? How could you do this to fam? <laughs> um, no, but I'll it's like, go. It's like it's like when Fredo disappoints. Oh, <laughs> Corleone! Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was you, Fredo. <laughs> I'll go with John Denver Country Roads, uh, West Virginia. That's oh, that's 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 that's, yeah. that's 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 yeah, that's that's big time. That was that's a special moment in my life. Special moment for that university, and uh, a lot of weed was sold. Um, I'll, I'll right. do one other one though. The Packers yeah. one, the I don't want to work, I just oh, yeah. want to bang on Give my me. drum all day. When they hit the that, that that's fun. And Bob, is it really that their song, song now? Well, that's what they play. They that's play like saying last... Boston, like Sweet Caroline, is the Reds. Well, that's I mean, well, that's their that's their celebration, song. or like the Blackhawks, they do uh, the Fratelli oh. song where it's like, uh, what is it? It's like, um, oh, I know that one too, yeah. What is it? Yeah, that's a great one. That's a good one. The Rangers, the Rangers have a good one too. Oh, and then they go, and then they go. Oh, and it's it's the rain. The New York Rangers have a great one. Sounds good. You know the bottom line is is that the the college fight songs are really good. The pro ones are like they just take a regular song and they say it's their song. Well. So it's bottom like line is Yankee. Mikey V did not take this question seriously at all. I, I took it. I named him, several songs. I named several good songs, <laughs> Tyler, that you could go and look up at your leisure. All right, boys. Another good episode. We gotta end this it. is a long one. Yeah, it's time to end it up. Um, the Sportsman. Wrap it up. Mikey V, Joey D, Big Ticket, Big Triple G, Underscore Ticket. If you guys uh, have an in to get this ticket guy, my the username to me, I would love to. Um, but other than that and if you know the cold cuts guy but other than that great episode and um gentlemen i will see you guys next week oh wait wait. okay okay wait wait we would be remiss if we did not mention that next week is the sportsman fantasy football spectacular sportsman fantasy football spectacular always fucking count on me you That's can right. Always count on me. The fantasy right. football fiesta. We will be taking all fantasy football questions. We yes. will only be talking fantasy football. We will not talk about Tim Anderson. We will not talk about Megan Rapinoe or Rapino, however you say her name. 
only fantasy football the whole show, the whole time, right here on the Sportsman. Wow. Damn, that's good. Like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube and the Instagram to get those questions in, and we will see you folks next week.